Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Today I'm here with Alan of Joan. It's me, hey. <laughs> so you were born in Little Rock? Yeah, Little Rock, Arkansas, yeah. Are your parents from there as well? or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, both my parents from Arkansas, yeah. Well, so like all your family's there or? Yeah, pretty much. I have cousins in like Chicago and different Texas, different places, but um, overall, most of my family, yeah, immediate's in, in Arkansas. Yeah. What do your parents do? Uh, my dad actually uh, just sold a computer business that he had like my whole life. Oh, wow. Um, and then my mom worked for him and they're starting this whole new thing now yeah so where do you think you got your creative side from uh i would definitely credit most of it to my dad he was in bands growing up he's a killer bass player killer guitar player good singer like he can do it all but my mom also has a really good voice too she never did music but i mean i grew up like singing country music in her car with her and like yeah. you know so I, I guess both of them I get it from mm -hmm. a little bit yeah and you also like went to church right also yeah yeah a I grew up music. yeah I grew up Christian. yes completely submerged in the church music world yeah so you think that all. influences your, the music you make now or not really? yeah I think it does to a degree I mean I have my qualms with the state of church music these days at least like radio mm -hmm. uh, which is a whole nother conversation but um, so some of it I probably consciously try to stay away from that mm. however you know you like you are your influences you are what you grew up on and so I'm sure there's like ingrained in me things that I don't even realize <laughs> you know that mm -hmm. I grew up listening to so and the music you make isn't really what's common in Little Rock right yeah I mean there are definitely some like indie pop uh, bands indie rock bands things like that um, but no Arkansas is not like a mainstream um, hub for commercial music mm -hmm. like you can do music in Little Rock obviously we're doing it yeah. but we're able to do it because a lot of our team is in like London or Sweden or you know international places like that that um, we you know we don't have the resources in Little Rock for that mm -hmm. so thank God for the internet <laughs> you know what, I mean? so. what sites were you looking at like where like how did your the, your music taste develop like early on yeah um, a lot of it was my dad's radio growing up, my mom's radio growing up, just listening to what they listened to. My dad, it was everything from like Prince to Bob Seger to Michael Jackson, like the greats. Um, but then my mom was listening to like, oh man, she had everything from like Guns N' Roses to Shania Twain. Like, I mean, it was like a very wide eclectic thing. Mm -hmm. I think the common thread through all of it was pop music. Like, I grew up on pop music. And so um, from very early on, I've been really cool with... I don't know, there's like a stigma with some people, like they don't like pop music, they like... Pop is awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know, right? And I agree. But a lot of people are like, oh, if it's not this underground, undiscovered thing, I don't want to listen to it. And I'm like, screw that. What's mm -hmm. on the radio? Oh. Like, what is like, what is the pulse of society listening to? Like, I'm interested in that, mm -hmm. you know? So, but anyway. Do you remember the first album that you bought? Uh... Okay, so it's it's gonna be one of two things. <laughs> one is they're very opposite of each other, but one is either Usher's My Way album, which yeah. is still one of my favorite records of all time, or it was you may have never even heard of this, Afro Man. Oh have no. Have you heard of Afro Man? No. I can't even explain it. It was like <laughs> this underground hip hop rapper, singer guy, and he did like 
He had this song called Colt 45 or, or something like that. And then a song called uh, Because I Got High. And it was like this, <laughs> I don't know why. And, and like growing up in the church and stuff. Oh my God. I, I, yeah, exactly. Like I didn't, I, you know, like I probably wasn't supposed to listen to these things. And so I went to Walmart and I got the uh, clean version, mm. which was like super bleeped out and you had no idea what you were saying <laughs> at the time. But anyway, yeah, that was probably, that was probably <laughs> it. <laughs> you were into sports, right? Like basketball, yeah, yeah, like I baseball? Yeah, I played baseball and yeah. basketball growing up. Yeah, community sports. Mm -hmm. I tried uh, school sports, but I was too small. I had asthma and <laughs> I wasn't good enough. So music was like the thing I ended up falling back mm. on, which I'm glad I did. Like. It's wow! I make my living now, yeah. so it's great. But did you already know from the onset that what, like, whatever happens, you're just gonna do music? Yeah, I I knew. So like, I played played sports growing up through junior high, high school, and uh, and then my dad and my mom bought me. I bought this little like Yamaha. Uh, it's like a little electronic drum thing, like pads mm -hmm. and some drumsticks. And this is before seventh grade, and. I like, my dad taught me what a paradiddle was, which is like this rudiment you, you learn in drums. And I fell in love and sports were like not even a thing anymore. Oh, wow. Like drums were my life. And so I actually went to school for that. I went to college for that, got my degree in music. And all the while was starting to learn and get used to like writing songs and like fell in love with the guitar and fell in love with the keyboard and all this stuff. And yeah, it was just like an immediate switch for me. When mm -hmm. the drumsticks were in my hand, I was like, I don't care about anything else anymore. I just want to do this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, since I was 11, it's been like a constant. Um, yeah, was that kind of, were you worried? Because not many people like do music in Little Rock, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I was, um, it's weird though. I, I guess I've, there've been times in my life where I've been concerned, I guess, or like, oh, how's this gonna work out? But at the same time, I've always had this like confidence in the back of my head that like it's gonna be okay. And it's not necessarily because I like believed in myself or anything, like I have plenty of insecurities and all of that, but I don't know, like my parents have always been super supportive. Um, my family's always been supportive. My wife is super supportive. Like I've just always had people in my life around me that are like, no, this is what you're here to do. Like just do it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so in an odd way, I haven't, I've never been like, too um, scared about it, no. Mm -hmm. Even being from Little Rock, which is interesting, because yeah, it's not like a hub for music or anything. Yeah. What, what college did you go to? I went to a small Baptist college called Washita Baptist University in mm -hmm. Arkadelphia, Arkansas, Yeah. which you've never heard of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a school with like, I think when I was there, it was probably like 1,200, 1,300 people, nothing, nothing mm -hmm. huge. Um, but yeah, that was it. And they had a music program or? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they had, um, when I was there, there were like three different tracks. You could do performance, um, education, or just like a Bachelor of Arts, like a kind of just general music degree. Mm -hmm. And I bounced, I bounced in between all of them and then ultimately decided on the lowest degree because I didn't want to do as much work. <laughs> Because I was a really terrible student, uh, but I graduated and I now have a degree, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Was getting a degree something that your parents pushed you to do? Uh, no, I wouldn't say pushed. I mean, I think it was always, you know, looked kindly upon. Like they were like, it'd be really smart for you to do that. Mm -hmm. But no, they never like. I never felt my parents pressuring me to do any of that. It was more just like, um, this would be a good thing to do. But I think I could have. I think I could have dropped out and moved to LA. And yeah, my parents would have still like, been, yeah. yeah. I think they still would have been just as supportive because they believed in what I was doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Looking back, do you think you learned a lot? Like, would you recommend people studying? Yeah, I mean, um, 
my Washita um, didn't have like a you know a pop music degree or anything like that like some schools like Belmont or like Berkeley and those kind of places have um, but my professors all of them especially my music professors were all so supportive of my dreams like they knew mm -hmm. I wanted to be a songwriter they knew I wanted to be like a band guy and do pop music and all this stuff and so to the best that they could they helped tailor my degree kind of to, oh, wow. to that yeah which was I just don't know how easy that is to do at bigger schools you know I don't, I don't know I didn't go to a big school but at my school it was I was very fortunate to have professors that let me do that so mm -hmm. yeah what happened after you graduated uh, well, immediate, immediately after, I actually started working at a church um, oh. full-time for like a year. Um, it was like a home church that I went to. And mm -hmm. then um, after a year, kind of decided that that wasn't what I needed to be doing. And it, it wasn't like fulfilling me in the way that I thought it might. Um, and so I ended up moving to Nashville, uh, Tennessee, and did uh, music there for a few years. And then I moved back home, uh, got married. Like, I don't know, that would have been 2014. And then me and Steven kind of started becoming friends over the next couple of years and that's kind of how Joan we met each other in Little Rock mm -hmm. playing in different bands and stuff and yeah so. when you were in Nashville were you like what kind of music were you doing uh, what was it like behind the scenes <clears throat> well I did pr primarily I was in like a, a Christian band basically and then um, but I also was like playing drums on the side still kind of teetering between like do I want to be a drummer do I want to be a singer do I you know wasn't exactly sure which kind of track to take um but yeah so it was kind of like christian music what i was doing there mm -hmm. and did you know like after that they didn't want to do like christian like for joan yeah i mean it was it wasn't like a conscious necessarily like i don't want to do this so therefore there's a big tree in my Huge. um uh well i don't know maybe it was conscious because yeah again like i think in the same way that i wasn't always super fulfilled or didn't feel like the reason I'm here, like what I said earlier, like my family always feeling like this is why you're here, this is what you're, like this is where your gifting lies or whatever. I, I didn't feel that as much fulfilled in, in the bands that I was doing at the mm -hmm. time. And Joan was like the first time that I felt fulfilled, like after the very first writing session with me and Steven, which we, like the genesis of Joan was just a writing session. Like we got together to write. He had just graduated college. I had um been doing music for a little while since since college had kind of an in in some film and tv stuff like writing music for that and i was like hey let's just get together and see what happens and we both looked at each other after that first songwriting session we're like oh this is good like this yeah. could be a band you know and and it was kind of all over from there we were just like we knew this is what was next you yeah. know it was like a weird the stars align kind of moment for mm -hmm. us so were you ever a solo artist or were you always like with other people yeah i i i've just always basically since high school or early college just been writing um so i'm all i'm always like i have oh my gosh like probably six thousand voice notes on my phone which i do not recommend to anyone because it's just like <laughs> so disorganized but um but yeah so I've, i'm always writing i have like a slew of songs that are like i would consider solo songs that are like you never put them out I have one, I don't think I've ever told anyone this, uh, <laughs> I, in terms of like Joan, Joan World, yeah. Um, yeah, I have one one song out um, under my name. It's on Spotify, I think. I don't even ever look at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, again, it was kind of like once Joan happened, I just was like, all my eggs are in this basket now, mm -hmm. you know? So maybe someday I'll, like me and Steven have talked about developing some of those songs, not for Joan, but just like, just, just to do it kind of yeah. thing with some friends of ours. Um, 
but it's just not, I don't know, Joan became the priority and I don't, I'm not super interested mm -hmm. in that at this point, you know, but. How did you come up with the name? Joan? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> we always get this question. Yeah. Um, there isn't really a great story behind it. Uh, Steven, Steven will be able to answer this better, but basically he had a list of band names that he just liked and he tried to use it for another band he was in and no, I don't think any of the guys liked it. And the minute he told me that one, we were both like, okay, the vibe and aesthetic that we're wanting to do with Joan fits Joan, the name. It was like, we like the kind of female bent to it, like the feminine you know, quality of the name, even down to like the font that we liked, it just looked rad with it. And so, I don't know, that's kind of important to us to make sure the aesthetic matches the music and you know, all mm -hmm. that stuff. So. What, what inspirations did you have for the aesthetic? Yeah, I think if I could sum up, at least in my opinion, it was like what, what did like Teen Vogue magazine look like in 1996? <laughs> and that's what we were going for, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like there's a, we found a, um, an issue of like, it was like Jared Leto in like 96 Teen Beat or so, I don't know, yeah. some like teenage driven magazine back in the 90s. And he just, it was like the most 90s thing I've ever seen in my life. And we were like that, like it, down yeah. to the font they use, we were like, that is what we're yeah. going for, so. Yeah. Did you always have this style or just with Joe? No, oh my gosh, I've, I was actually talking with Lola, my wife the other day about this. I've probably transformed like 800 times oh since I've been God. born, but this has been probably the longest I've stayed in a vibe, you know, yeah. for for, uh, for my life, but uh, I'll probably be in this one for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. How do you think your music has changed since the early songs you made? Yeah, um, so the stuff we're writing right now and some of the stuff we'll play tonight that's new um, is definitely more, it's like us, so it's got, I would say, like the kind of retro vibe to it with some of the sounds and melodies and whatever, but um, we're kind of going, we're bending a little more even pop than we did on Portra. Um, Portra's like, coursey guitars and there's some um, obviously 80s sounds in there mixed in and blah blah we have some of that still that's probably always gonna be with us because that's just what we love but this is a little more pop pop now without being too pop now I don't know mm -hmm. how to explain it like you know like if you listen to the radio there's a lot of different stuff there's like you hear like vocal chops and like choruses yeah. that aren't really choruses it's just like instrumentals and it's all EDM influence which I, I'm yeah. a big fan of there's some of those kind of rules that we don't try to play by just because it's so saturated mm. um, but we also love it so it's like how can we take elements of this thing we love and this thing we love and Charlie Puth and you know even Katy Perry and like all these pop mega pop stars that we love their music um, and how do we make it Joan you know what I mean like how do you how do you absorb that information and still make it uniquely you that's like like every songwriter's big problem yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like that's the big hard part but how do you think you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger Oh man, I mean, I grew up in a, I mean, Little Rock's not like super small, but compared to the rest of the world, it's pretty small. The city I went to junior high and high school in is called Sheridan, and it's like very small, um, very concentrated, um, you know, mostly white people, like things like that. And so um, I grew up in an environment that's, I wouldn't say like totally closed-minded, but pretty closed-minded. So like, especially since my, um, young adulthood into my adulthood like I've just seen a lot of the world and it's opened my eyes to like Just the vast amount of people that are out there and the vast amount of belief systems and 
lifestyles and choices and like it's just a big wide open world and I've just learned to like love and accept everyone despite if they're different than me you know what mm -hmm. I mean and I was never unaccepting of people as a young kid but I just until you see the world you don't understand it like that's what I tell my friends that haven't really seen the world I'm like you have to because you're not going to empathize or sympathize with others until you mm -hmm. meet them face to face like you know, does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But, um, and being from a small place, it's kind of closed off, or it can seem that way to the rest of the world, at least. It's, uh, I think that's the biggest challenge, is, like, just getting out there and meeting new people and seeing other cultures, and it's just different. I mean, everywhere is so different, you mm -hmm. know? So, anyway, that's probably, I don't know if that answers your yeah, question. Yeah, no, that totally does. Okay. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? As just a human? Yeah. Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, probably like learning to, probably learning to, um, confront things head on and, mm. com and communicate. Like, I think it, as humans, it's really easy to, uh, like close off when you like, you don't want, like most people don't like confrontation. Yeah. I don't like confrontation. Like people that do generally either are lying or they're just like a very spe special type of person that can like handle getting yelled at or yelling at people. Yeah. That's just not my personality. So like, um, especially like being married now and living with someone else and like learning how someone else does everything and it could be completely different than the way you grew up and stuff like that. You're just learning how to communicate and be open and honest about stuff, even if it's like kind of uncomfortable to talk about and always expecting the best out of someone rather than the worst like especially nowadays everything's so divisive are you on this side of the political spectrum or this side or do you care at all you know like everyone's yelling blah 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 blah. i think the biggest thing i've learned is like just listen to people mm -hmm. expect the best out of people love everyone as you would want yourself to be loved you know yeah. like it's i mean that's just a biblical thing like that's that's like a world um standard or it should be like treat others how you want to be treated yeah so true I mean, it's really not that hard but yeah. well it is it is hard to, you know. <laughs> what does love mean to you what does love mean to me um <clears throat> i would say love means well i can i can put it in the context of like my wife or my family mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's should be unconditional um i've been unconditionally loved in my life and i've been conditionally loved so i've made mistakes in the past that have caused people, you know, a relationship to break or those kind of things. Um, I strive to be the latter, I, I try, or the, the former. I, I strive to be unconditional in my love for people. And that means, I mean, forgiveness. Like forgiveness, being patient with others, like, like I said earlier, treating someone the way you want to be, like the way you want to be treated. And I think to me, that alone summarizes what a loving person would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Oh my God, these trees. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Last question. Yeah. What do you want John to be remembered for? Oh man, it's like a legacy question. But it's good. <laughs> and your questions are awesome. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think it would be two things. Like, I think music is so universal. It's like a language. It's its own thing. Anyone can speak it. Even if you don't speak the language it's in, you can feel it. You can like communicate with it. So I would love for one, Joan to be remembered to be like, you know, good music that made people dance, made people happy, made people feel something um, akin to joy. Um, 
And then secondly, I hope that we're remembered as individuals, me and Stephen both, as just like good people that loved others, but not just with our music and with the career and all that, like the like fame part of the celebrity part of all of that, I have like zero interest in. Like that doesn't interest me at all. I want people to be affected by me in a positive way as a human. Yeah. And so whether that's like an interaction at the merch table or a hug after the show or a handshake or high five, whatever, like us Joan boys, we're just here to like love people. Yeah. That's, that's like the goal. That's I love the big that goal. so much. Know, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Of course, yeah. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Today I'm with Stephen of Joan. Hi. <laughs> So you were born in Little Rock? Yeah. Are your parents, were they from there as well? Like grew up there? Or? Um, no, so we, it, yeah, like four hours from Little Rock is where, where I was born and where my, my family actually grew up. Mm -hmm. um, and then we lived in Minnesota for a little bit. Oh. Um, and then, yeah, I came back to Little Rock and that's been home for a long time, like 12 years or so. Oh, wow. So. Moving to Minnesota, was that for your parents' job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad got a job there. What, did, and, what uh, do your parents do? Um, well, my mom stays at home, uh, or she did whenever we grew up, and then um, my dad, he works for a, a construction company. He's like a financial guy mm -hmm. at a construction company. So. Where do you think you got your creative side from? I honestly have no idea, because my parents don't, I mean, I would call them creatives, but in a different way than <laughs> me. <laughs> um, but yeah, me and my brother are both, uh, we're both doing music full time. Oh, wow. uh, so, I don't know, it's interesting. They, they're like, you know, they would say themselves that they have no idea where it came from. So, um, but yeah, I, I think we just got lucky and just, uh, they, they wanted us to be in like piano lessons and stuff from early on. So, I think because they didn't really have the music side of it, mm -hmm. um, they wanted us to at least try it and we fell in love with it, like, you know, from an early age. So. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm glad I have that, yeah. you know. What kind of music was played in the house when you were growing up? Um, very like, um, general rock. Um, like just the, just the typical big, like ACDC and Led Zeppelin, mm -hmm. like nothing like, un, like super underground or anything like that. Like everything was very well known, like all the hits and stuff, um, which was great. And I got, I feel like I got a good like sense of pop music or like, pop, you know, just popular music in general, like from, from that. Um, I don't know. And I just like fell in love and wanted to, you know, dive deeper mm -hmm. into music from that. So, Did you but yeah, it was definitely yeah. like rock mainly whenever we were growing up. Did you also grow up in like a Christian community? Um, uh, yeah, um, kind of. I mean, whenever, whenever, um, we were in Minnesota, not really. Um, but whenever we moved back to in Arkansas, that's, I mean, faith is like an, you know, it's it's the Bible Belt. It's like a really big thing there. Mm. Um, I don't know. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, I guess, down talk about the South and like religion and all that. Um, but it was very positive for us. Like for, mm. for me and my brother and my family, it was, it was really good to like, like right whenever we moved, we had a, you know, a great group of people that we, you know, got connected with and had, um, friends with and you know it, it, it was like really really positive for us so mm -hmm. but but yeah and you're really inspired by the school of rock right <laughs> how did you know that <laughs> so that's insane okay um literally school of rock is 
that's why I wanted to start playing drums. Um, I had been like playing get, get a little bit of guitar and piano then, mm -hmm. and I, me and my brother watched School of Rock, and I like flipped out over it, and like I, I can't remember a time that I like felt more inspired. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, and that's so weird, but yeah, I mean, I would. Obviously not anymore. I, I wouldn't say that I'm daily, you know, daily. thinking about <laughs> school of rock. Oh my gosh. But, but yeah, I mean that was like that was like a huge part of why I wanted to do drums and just like music as a living or whatever, you know, whatever that looked like. So that's so crazy. <laughs> Were you also in a screamo band with your brother? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, screamo is kind of a. Um, I wouldn't call it screamo. I'd call it like like metal, metal, mu yeah. like screamo music without a ton of screaming. But, <laughs> How old were you um, when you did that? So I was, I was probably. Let me think. I think I was like in eighth, eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And my brother, who's two years younger than I am, he was the um, lead singer. And he was, he would have been in sixth grade or something like that. So, you know, he was tiny and like just had the highest voice and was, you know, singing at the top of his lungs and just trying to scream and it was so funny. But yeah, we did that until uh, my senior year of high school. Um, and then once I got into college, um, I was in a band called Brothers and Company. Um, and that was with my brother as well. And then these two really good friends of ours um, that were also brothers. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. and, that, and and then I was in Brothers and Company until we did Joan. Oh. So what did you study in college? I studied marketing. Oh. So yeah, it's like a that's like a big passion of mine. Um, just like the visuals of everything, like how people see um, ads and like you know how they see the world is is like a really. Uh, my my brain thinks about that a mm -hmm. lot. Um, what drew you to it? Because there weren't, there's no one in your family who's doing marketing, right? Or is there? Uh, no, that's yeah, that's right. But my, my my dad does finance, so he's like in the business world, but not like on the marketing side mm -hmm. of that. I don't know. I just like for some reason ads or pictures or whatever just really caught my attention, and I I really like um, logos, and I like just like how different companies um, and people associate with, with other, you know, with different things. I don't know. It's, it's cool to me. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, for Joan, I do, I do all the visuals and everything for oh, it. And, wow. like, so, like, all the design and everything, that's all, that's all us, and it's all, you know, very, I don't know, it's personal to me. Like, even whenever we've been, like, um, like, anytime we do a, a deal with anybody uh, on the music side of stuff, it's very important to us to like keep that part of it like in-house kind of mm -hmm. thing you know because like the music and the visuals from since the beginning were, were insanely important to us so did you think if it like was it your career that we're gonna do like to be like a creative director initially um or? I think that's a good question I think music was like the first choice like if, if I could do anything, I would, you know, do whatever I could in music. If not, my plan B was on that side of things. Mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, even with music, you can do, you know, multiple things and lots of doors open through that. So, I mean, I, w I would love to be 
creative dire creative director, I don't know, in, in something. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Did you ever think of studying music? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was. I wanted to go to school for music, but the the school that I ended up going to was not um, not the kind of music I wanted to do. It was mainly like either like uh, pretty classical classical mm -hmm. music, or you would be a music teacher or something like that. So that's not really what I you know where I wanted to be, and I. I felt like I was getting um, a lot of what I wanted um, out of music at the time, like being in bands and playing shows and stuff and making connections that way. Um, I felt like I was doing that already, um, and I wanted to learn more about the marketing side of you know everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So after you graduated, you just you're already doing Joan, or? Yeah. Um, so Joan actually happened right when I graduated. Um, I was, uh, I'm trying to think of the timeline. So me, me and Alan did a couple shows together actually that summer, like right after I graduated. And then we were like, uh, we were in different things and, and, you know, became pretty good friends probably the, you know, six months before we started Joan and we once I graduated, I wanted to do music full-time and didn't know how that looked, so we were like, let's write some licensing mu music together for film and TV or whatever, and uh, we wrote Take Me On, and we were like, all right, this uh, is not film and TV music. You know, I mean, it, it still could be kind of for that, but we were like, this is more than that. It's, you know, it's a band, so um, yeah, so from then we were like kind of all hands on deck for mm -hmm. Joan, so. Were you working other jobs, or how were you, like, um, living yeah, early dr on? Drums, I was I was making, you know, I still make music, or I still make a living oh, like playing teaching? drums, and uh, oh. just contract drummed for whoever oh, I can play for. Yeah. nice. Um, I don't, I was doing that a lot more than now, I, you know, I'm touring a lot through Joan, and having, you know, I mean, which is what I wanted. I was just like, if I can kind of make my full-time thing Joan, then, mm -hmm. you know, that'd be the goal. So, but yeah, that's what I was doing at the time. And it was small, but it was, in, in Little Rock, it's super easy to make a living. You know, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier than, than here, like, yeah. just to live. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I was able to, to make it happen, mm -hmm. um, which not much more you can ask yeah. for, you know. How did Joan's music get out there initially? Like, what did, where did your initial momentum come from? Um, uh, oh yeah, we wrote, we wrote two songs, one being Take Me On, which was the first one we like officially released. And then the other one at first was called With Somebody Else. And it's now called I Loved You First. Um, that was the second song we wrote. It was super, it's, it's super, uh, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's slow, like, ballady um, song with a huge guitar solo at the end. Mm -hmm. But how did people we, find you? Yeah, so we did a rough demo of it at first, and we were like, let's just try to get something out there. So we just put it on SoundCloud and just, you know, see what happened. And several blogs reached out and... Really? Like, um, you... They all found you. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You didn't reach out to anyone. No. Wow, that's so cool. Um, not that I know of, at least. I don't, I don't really. I don't think so. But it, even if we did reach uh, reach out to somebody, 
it was like a ton of people. Like they were just like, Whoa. we want to post this, we want blah, blah, blah. And so from then we were like, okay, this is really cool. You know, we haven't seen anything like this with like the other projects we've been in. And we're, you know, we're just in Little Rock and we're like getting all these, all these, uh, you know, blogs and features and stuff from all around the world. And we were like, this is awesome. We could be doing something cool with this. So one of the people that reached out was, um, a guy from Canada who we ended up doing a, uh, a little song by song contract with. Um, and yeah, so after that we released Take Me On as our first single through them. So, um, but yeah, we just did SoundCloud first and we were like, whatever happens, happens. We'll, you know, we'll see yeah. if it brings up any momentum. And it was great. I mean, it, you know, it's cool how that works. <laughs> the internet's crazy. <laughs> how did you meet your management? Um, management, they found us on SoundCloud, um, and they were just like looking through, I, I don't even know, playlists or something. How long ago and was this? that was right after we released our first song. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. I, it was, it was nuts. Like from whenever we released Take Me On to whenever we released our second one, which was six months later. Like we had a full team lined up and everything. Like at, at that that first six months was like insane. Um, but yeah, they they uh, found us on SoundCloud, reached out to us through Facebook, and we were like, "What are these dudes doing reaching out to us through Facebook?" It was so, <laughs> like it was so random. But um, yeah, so they they were like, "When's your first show? We're coming to see you." And our first show was in March. They reached out to us late February, and. Um, they flew down from London to Little Rock for our first show and they were like we love you guys we want to push you know it, it felt mm -hmm. we, we had been a lot of people had reached out to us like for management yeah and it was the first time where it felt like really real and like I don't know like it just felt genuine mm -hmm. and we were like yep these are the guys and so we like signed yeah. with them right then it was like you know it just it the way it happened you, you couldn't ask for more mm -hmm. it was just perfect so and why do you decide to sign with a record label? Um, I don't know. We so basically everything we've been doing, like meeting people or meeting. I'm trying to. How am I trying to say this? Like meeting people, we've been trying to make it like um, as uh, meaningful as possible. I guess like we've been we've been waiting for the right people to come along on everything. Because we had kind of a lot of people reaching out at the beginning, we literally took every call we could and just like wanted to meet as many people as we could um, and talk to as many people as we could. Um, kind of to see who was for real and stuff. And um, we were like, we'll just take our time and we'll release music like we have since kind of the beginning. And whenever we find the right people to do a deal with, then we'll do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, so Snafu is the label we're with now. Um, we're actually going to release another song, um, kind of independently, and then the next one after that will be with Snafu, and that'll oh. be, so that'll be early 2019. Nice. Um, um, so yeah, uh, they, I don't know, they reached out, yeah. and they were like, we love you guys, and kind of gave us a, a, uh, informal offer at the beginning and we were like we'd love to meet you and um, talk to you and see how you run kind of thing because they're a very um, like 
tightly knit label. Like everybody's kind of all hands on deck and it, I don't know, it just, like it felt cool even from like the idea of who they were. Mm -hmm. So they flew us out to Sweden and um, we hung out with them for like two days and just got to like watch how they work and stuff and we were like blown away. Um, I don't know, they just, they work really differently than most labels and they, they like seemed really passionate about what they do and it didn't seem like a business at all, which we, you know, we love that. And I don't know, it just, it felt really cool. So, mm -hmm. um, so far it's been amazing. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't even released <laughs> a song with them yet. So, um, I don't know, it's yeah. a really cool deal that we have with them and, um, it feels really kind of like 50-50 between us, us and them. And like, it, it actually feels like a real team, which oh, is wow. what we've been looking for this whole mm -hmm. time. So, yeah. We're well, stoked about yeah. it. How would you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger? Mmm. Um. Oh, that's hard. I think that I care um, a lot less about um, sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to say it. <laughs> I think that I have loved or fallen in love with music a, a lot more in a in a in a really different way than whenever mm -hmm. I was younger. Um, I think that I um, love my friends a lot more and a lot better, and I see like the value in them a lot more now. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think the same for me. I, I think that I like every day learn more about myself and. Um, I don't know, like, I get to improve on myself a lot more and see, like, what I can do better, kind of, um, every day, kind of mm -hmm. now, so. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Um, just, like, in general? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Biggest challenges. I don't know. I think a lot about how I can kind of love people better and I think that's kind of a cop-out answer a lot of times but oh no I've, I just feel the first like one I've heard <laughs> I just feel like that's what everybody needs right now and not a lot of people are getting it and I don't know I've just been that's been on my mind a lot recently just like how like everybody that I interact with how can I make that interaction the best mm, that, I love you know that. for both yeah. me and them so I don't know. I think that may be <laughs> yeah. my answer. I don't know. <laughs> Last question. It's okay. kind of similar, but what does love mean to you? Oh, was that a planned question? Yeah. Look at it just that. All flew. We're making segues. together, yeah. Um, I think, hmm, I would say love to me means um, not judging people mm. and like, kind of seeing where they're at and meeting them where they're at and um, I don't know just loving them where they're at and, instead of like saying oh someone's here so I need I need to love them it's like they're there and I love them because of that kind of thing if yeah. that makes sense so no, I love that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome thank you so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> bye bye <laughs>